नमस्कार वी आर इंडीड रियली ऑनर्ड टू हैव टू एमिनेंट पर्सनालिटीज हियर टू टॉक टू अस लिटिल लेटर श्री राजीव मल्होत्रा जी एंड डॉक्टर सुभाष चंद्रा I'm also extremely delighted to see a large gathering here to listen to these talks. Instead of trying to talk about the text the battle for Sanskrit which has been recently launched I will try to narrate to you a couple of instances which i felt was extremely relevant in this context of authoring this book on the battle for sanskrit as it was introduced i have been working on the area of history of indian science and technology i was just sharing with dr malhotra rajiv malhotra ji a little while ago the kind of problems that i encountered as a researcher entering into this field so the battle which he is trying to refer to will become all the more evident to you when i narrate this couple of instances in early 90s after my msc when i entered into the domain of this history of indian science and technology as i was really drawn into we discovered an interesting fact about the planetary model which has been discussed in a 15th 16th century work as we discovered this model so we were quite excited myself and a couple of people we immediately wanted to make a publication of this result and once we authored a paper we also decided that it has to be published in one of the indian journals when we sent it to this journal this was immediately sent for refereeing to someone who is in brown university who is a well acknowledged figure in the history of astronomy and then there was a response saying that what these authors have described is completely wrong we had to write a rebut and then we offered our explanations once again it came back after 3 months or 4 months saying more or less iterating what the points had been stated in the earlier referee report so the editor now decides that this should not be published in this journal so this was a battle which we had to wage in early 90s 92 the only option that we had was to either say that okay is journal ko chhod do aur kahin jao the other option is to just to see to it that we make it happen and uh, it was decided by three of us that we will send it to all the editorial member board members in the editorial board there were a few sane people who were quite influential too and they had to write very strongly saying that you need not necessarily depend upon the interpretation of someone else 
for describing a Sanskrit verse which is described in clear terms in this. And finally, the editor agreed, but he had a note at the top of the paper that though a referee was not agreeing in the, with the interpretations of the authors, we have finally decided to publish it. So this was the note, and then the paper commences. This was the first battle. Let me tell you that there are several kinds of things which we are facing with respect to interpretation of our own texts. I am not trying to say that every Western scholar is trying to demean, but we need to understand that there are problems for them to interpret it appropriately. This is what I think Sri Raju Malhotra is trying to bring out in this particular volume that we have to start studying our own things. We need not necessarily depend upon their interpretation and rather we should not completely depend on the interpretations which are being offered by them. The other instance which I would like to share with you is a very interesting thing which I share with the students also when I offer the scores on development of mathematics in India. Just now it was referred during the remarks that we had a very rich mathematical tradition here and uh, this mathematical tradition in fact reached its zenith around 14th-15th century in India wherein our mathematicians were able to bring out even the infinite series which are generally ascribed to Leibniz and Newton and so Grigory and so on. I am saying this because I came across a very interesting dialogue which happened between some of these British officers there was a person called Charles Wish who was stationed in Kerala and through his interactions and his own deep interest in trying to understand what the culture here was, he picked up both Sanskrit as well as Malayalam language and he found some interesting things which have been done by Indian mathematicians which are very different from the way it is being done in Europe in 18th century, 19th century. He after his study for about 10 years or so, so Charles Wish writes an article on some of these discoveries which have been made by Kerala mathematicians. And when he sends it to the literary society, so he has to send it to the royal society there. And soon after it was sent, there is a reply which comes from one of the senior officers there. I want to just quote that to you. Before that, the only thing that I want to tell you is, so this series is something which has been presented in Sanskrit and there are several versions of this infinite series which are fast convergence series, basically the pi series for mathematics, uh, pi by four series. The reply that he got was, you better investigate whether this is genuinely found by these people or simply copied from the European text. He once again writes back to them saying that 
I am quite convinced that this is genuinely found by Indian mathematicians because the approach is completely different and these people who are giving this series have absolutely no exposure whatsoever to European mathematics. In spite of this, this goes from Wish to Heine and Heine actually writes to a much more senior officer who is called John Warren and John Warren in his Kala Sankalita reports all this. I quote what is written by Heine. The Hindus never invented the series. It was communicated with many others by Europeans to some learned natives in modern times. Mr. Wish sent a list of various methods of demonstrating the ratio of the diameter and circumference of a circle employed by the Hindus to the literary society. Being impressed with the notion that they were the inventors. I requested him to make further inquiries and his reply was that he had reasons to believe them entirely modern and derived from Europeans, which is a false interpretation. Observing this, not one of those used the rules could demonstrate them. The last sentence is really appalling. He says, indeed, the pretensions of the Hindus to such a knowledge of geometry is too ridiculous to deserve refutation. So this is the note which Heine presents to John Warren. And John Warren was really confused and he presents that this may be, this may not be and so on and so forth. The reason for quoting this is the following. When various texts are being interpreted by these scholars, I am not trying to tell you that all of them have bad intentions or trying to suppress that. There are instances where ignorance could be the cause in trying to project it something wrongly. But there are instances like this where it is pretty well known that it is done there in, in spite of it. They do not, they have reservations in trying to accept this as the contributions of Indians. So it is in this connection, I think this book is all the more relevant where he is trying to point out, Rajivji is trying to point out how certain things are misinterpreted. I will give you one more instance. So there are glowing tributes which have been made by some Western scholars too. So let me just share okay, this too with you. But there are quite a few instances in which one finds that sometimes there is resistance in accepting, sometimes there is suppression in trying to present the facts which are so well established. With one instance, let me just conclude my talk. Recently, someone came to IIT Bombay. He is from UK, so he wanted to interview. So a couple of us here in trying to extract some facts related to Indian mathematics. After the interview was over, I am not detailing the interview, he presented a book of his own which is primarily meant for general audience to come to know about the history, understand the history. Presented very interestingly, he is a good scholar, no doubt. But then there is a chapter on it called Life of Pi. In this life of Pi, when I browsed through that, 
I was appalled to see that there is no mention of this particular series which has been authored by Madhava in 14th century. This is a text which is being published in 2010, mind you. There are dozens and dozens of papers and the first publication was in 1835. Almost for about, so in fact, I must tell you that Wish had to struggle for 10 years to get it published. I think it was more or less posthumously published. <laughs> so this article. So this, is, this battle has been going on for quite some time. So this, this man, strangely, I am quite surprised that uh, he simply jumps from 3rd, 4th century BCE to 18th, 19th century. It is not that he doesn't know of this series which has been invented by Kerala mathematicians which have been so well established. So this is something, so sometimes it is being suppressed, sometimes it is being misinterpreted and it is primarily this aspect I think he is trying to bring out in this particular volume, so which is really worthwhile to read and I was really fascinated when I read this volume. One thing which I felt, which I would share and then I will conclude my talk, my note here, is there are several scholars who study about Indian civilization. They keep writing articles, they focus on a particular aspect of Indian civilization, they keep authoring books and so on. Not many scholars are there who have a much broader perspective of various aspects of Indian civilization. And even if they have a broader perspective, they don't try to extend their radar to see to it what is happening elsewhere all around the globe. Even if someone has, it takes a lot of courage for a person to study them, to analyze them, and to counter what is being presented elsewhere. And I think here, Raju Malhotra ji is a very, very rare individual who has been trying to engage himself not only with the study, but to wage a war against what has been waged. So this is something which is very unique to him, and uh, I have great regards for him in this regard, offering my venerations to the kind of commitment that you have been exhibiting in trying to do this. I would like to conclude my speech here as introductory remarks. Thank you very much.